Matt. It's Haley. How are you, Haley? I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm just laughing once again at your Instagram handle. It's so good. That's me, Haley B. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. It came from uh, my very first song that I ever wrote was That's Me. And so um, at the time, I, I was like 11, and my mom didn't want any of my full name on anywhere. So it just became That's Me, Haley B. Everywhere. And it's, it's stuck ever since. So that's, that's a little story behind that. That's <laughs> super cool. I don't know. I just found it so catchy. That's me, Haley B. It just like rolls off the tongue. It's great. Oh, thanks. <laughs> You've been doing this for an awful long time. Your first song was at 11? Yeah, actually, I think I even started writing like around I was nine when I started to write my own songs. And so, um, yeah, I've been singing almost since I could talk. But then I started doing voice lessons by the time I was six. And so, yeah, I've been doing it for a while and it's been really exciting and lots of fun. No doubt. You are destined for the stage. Oh, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) How long was your mom your momager? Was she your momager at all at any point? Oh my gosh, not, I mean, my parents have both been so supportive, but uh, I'm a momager at all, like, they were just, uh, neither of them are musical, um, so they had always kind of told my sister and I to just go after our dreams, and so my sister was a competitive gymnast, and I ended up being a singer, but they were uh, involved because I was, a, you know, a kid, but they weren't, they weren't the typical, like, momager that you'd see on, like, dance moms or anything like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. It sounds amazing. Hey, thanks so much for taking the time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I, I really appreciate getting to chat, and, yeah, it's great. Now, have you come down from the high of the Canadian Country Music Association Awards weekend yet? We saw you all over oh, the place man. in London. What'd you think? Oh, my gosh. It was so exciting to just have live music and see everybody again. Um, I so miss just seeing people in person, uh, but it was it was so much fun, and it was a whirlwind, as the CCMAs always is, but it was really cool. I got to check out London a little bit, and uh, the London Music Hall is a really neat venue, so that was cool getting to see all that, and yeah, it was, it was a great time. We, were, we are pretty proud of the London Music Hall and our friends down there. It is a great venue, but I saw you all over the place. Where did I see you? You were at Blue Jay Sessions. You were definitely at the Palisade Party, the Sakamoto Party. The Saturday afternoon, you were on the red carpet at yes. the CCMA Awards. You were all over the darn place. Oh, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it, like I said, it was a whirlwind, um, and it was kind of running from the next place to the other, but uh, that's what made it fun. Like, I just, I miss just having those experiences again and then getting to see everyone and, and be, like, not over Zoom. It was so great. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how I felt about it, too. Not over Zoom. It's so weird but amazing at the same time. Yes. Yeah. It's funny. I had some co-writers that I've been writing with for over two years and I've never met them in person. And so I got to meet a couple of them in person. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you're so tall. Like, <laughs> it was, Yeah, it was crazy. That's so the world nowadays. Like I have known you for two years, but I've never met you. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Amazing. That's so awesome. So uh, what's a side of the CCMA Awards the fans don't see? Were there a lot of write sessions in the hotel rooms and stuff or a lot of parties or anything? What, what do the fans miss when it comes to these awards? Yeah. Yeah, actually, there is some some kind of artist get-togethers, which is really nice. Um, I had one get-together with a few artists um, later at night, and it was really cool because everyone just kind of shares their music and their stories, and, um, you know, you don't have the fans there, but it's just a very, like, intimate experience. And, and then, of course, just running into people. I feel like you run into people everywhere you go. 
Um, so you're always just having conversations and yeah, so much more goes on behind the scenes. And I think what the fans might see, but uh, it's lots of fun for artists and industry to finally connect and, and get together. Now tell me about this for a second. Okay. You have been working at this forever and you are on the cusp of the top 30 at Canadian country radio. How's that feeling right now? Oh my goodness. Uh, yeah, it's insane. I think I heard, yeah, it's 31 on media base, which is, uh, blows my mind. Um, and I'm just so grateful for all of the support from yourself and, and all radio. Um, it's, it's so exciting, especially after again, having a couple years where there was no live music or, um, nothing really going on to kind of come back to this is, I feel really grateful and it's, really exciting yeah you better watch out you weren't doing anything for the last two years like the rest of us but now that you got a top 30 single you're gonna be in demand <laughs> yeah it's like what's the next thing so working on working on lots of new music which is exciting but yeah now it's kind of figuring out what's next <laughs> all right well hey don't look too far ahead we got to focus on what's now and we actually haven't had the chance to have you on the show yet and a lot of people don't know the story behind the song that you've got at the radio right now. So are you able to share with us a little bit about the track, how it came together here? For sure. Yeah. So the song is called wanted you too. And it was actually written by Madeline Merlot. If you've ever heard of her. I sure do. Um, and then, yes. Um, and Emily and Eric Arges, which are all three people I look up to very much. Um, and so Dan Davidson um, lives kind of in my hometown, St. Albert, Alberta. And so he approached me, he sent a whole bunch of songs and I, I still write as well but um he sent this one the wanted you to one and i couldn't get it out of my head for days i was listening to it like every single day and i was just thinking man if someone else records this i'm gonna be kicking myself so it's a it's a fun upbeat kind of country pop song that's uh, about finding someone who really appreciates you for who you are and uh yeah it's, it's a fun one which i really like you can dance to it and and, uh, yeah, so that's how it came to be. And we recorded it over the pandemic. So it's a pandemic baby. So. Now, I knew it was written by Madeline and the other writers. What I didn't know was Dan Davidson's involvement. And that makes a lot of sense now. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of Dan. We've spun him a few times here at Country 104. That guy knows catchy hooks. And, and if he's telling 100%. you that this song is a catchy hook, I mean, I would have just recorded it immediately if I was you. Like, darn right. Dan Davidson, that guy knows hooks for sure. Oh, yeah, he's insane. And even just being in the studio with him, like, just watching him just do everything. Like, he has such an ear for all of that stuff. So it's really, uh, really cool to walk, to work with him and and um, get to record with him. And yeah, he's, he, he knows. He, he has the ear. It's, it's the Dan magic. <laughs> yeah, you just said it, too. He does everything. Did you ever see the video he did? Uh, I think it was no, I can't remember the title of the song. It was, like, no alcohol, something or other. But he did the whole, like, green screen video by himself in his garage with different costumes in the pandemic. That guy literally yes. does it all. Oh, yeah. No, he does everything. Yeah, he did, like, a country version of Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. Like, it's <laughs> so cool. He totally pushes boundaries, and and it's so it's awesome to kind of see him be creative and, and do his thing and get to be – and he's also just an amazing human, like, great person. And so getting to collaborate and work with him, like, is – an amazing experience for sure. It absolutely sounds like you've surrounded yourself with the right team and the right people. That's for sure. Good stuff on you there. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny because Dan actually lives like five minutes away from my house, which I, I didn't know that at the time, but so it's, it's handy because he's pretty close too. So <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. You didn't even know. It's like, okay, I got work to do today. Dan, where am I going? 
Oh, I can walk. Okay, perfect. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> so I read earlier that there was a music video coming early December, but I was looking at YouTube today. I didn't see it. Uh, what, what are we getting this one from you? Uh, this one's going to be coming very soon. We're just finishing up the editing of everything, um, but it will be coming in within the next couple weeks, and I'm so excited because it's my first debut music video. Um, and I'm, yeah, it's, I, it was a lot of fun to shoot. We shot it in Calgary and then for a few days and it was the first time kind of having like a team, like I had a stylist, her name's Crystal McKenzie. She actually just did the styling for the Ghostbusters movie. Um, so it was super cool to have her on the team. Yeah. So she, she was awesome. That's quite the name drop you just threw in there. (laughs) Yeah, I know. But it was funny because she was just like, oh, yeah, she tell me stories about Paul Rudd. I'm like, tell me more. She's like, yeah, he's a good guy. I'm like, ah. Like, it's just so cool. And uh, I had no idea at the time until, again, I met her. And so then, yeah, she and then I had a hair and makeup team as well. So it was was really exciting. I'm excited to put it out. Yeah, no doubt. How much creative control did you take on this one? Or did you let the uh, people who know what they're doing with the music videos take the reins because it's your first one? Yeah, it was, I kind of let them take the reins a little bit. It was definitely a collaborative experience, um, but I I knew that I wanted it to be upbeat and I wanted it to kind of have some cool visuals. Um, so they really just took kind of those thoughts for me and, and how I felt about the song and, and really made it come to life. So they're, they're amazing at what they do. It was uh, Brighton Beauty, uh, who used to be part of uh, Leaving Thomas, and then Oliver Barnyard, who's done some videos for Leaving Thomas as well. So it was great to work with them. You truly are surrounded by the right people and the right team. Good for you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm really fortunate to, to be able to work with these guys. They're, they're awesome. So what's the celebration when you hit top 30 next week? Oh my gosh. Yeah. If I hit top 30, I don't, I don't know. I, that's, that's just gonna, again, blow my mind. Like even just being in the top 40 is amazing to me. Um, so you know, maybe some ice cream and, <laughs> and blasting the song a little bit. And if it hits top 30, maybe that's the best time to put out the music video. So, <laughs> Very cool. It's so great to catch up with you. I really appreciate you taking some time with me here today. Thank you so much, Matt, for having me on and, and uh, yeah, for having me be part of the show. I really appreciate it and hope to uh, see you again in person one day. Yeah.